healthcare driver that drives for Uber and Lyft. Joe currently uses multiple phones to efficiently drive for Uber and Lyft. But this can be a pain at times and very unsafe. That was until Joe found Maximo, the rideshare app that automates Uber and Lyft ride requests. Maximo will use the filters set by Joe, like time, distance, and passenger rating, to determine which rides are best suited for Joe. When a ride request comes in, Joe doesn't need to worry. Maximo will automatically accept the ride request that matches his filters, and then turn off the app that isn't currently on a ride. Once Joe finishes the ride, Maximo will turn everything back on. This will allow Joe to focus more on his passengers and driving safe. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Thursday night. Uh, glad you could join us. And uh, we have no Gary this week, but uh, we do have Kim's side money plans. We have uh, Dash Theory TV, and uh, we got Hannibal is Hungry. And I know we can cover this without Gary, but it is always fun to have him here, too. Uh, he'll be back next week. This was, uh, he just had some plans. But uh, so, but we're still going to do the Gary giveaway or the holiday giveaway or whatever is the Gary's apps giveaway. So at some point tonight, we'll re reveal a hashtag uh, and a word. And then we'll do a giveaway on the on the StreamYard wheel. And so everybody has a chance at winning. Uh, you can win $25 tonight if it picks you. And then on November 17th, Thursday, the Thursday before Thanksgiving, we'll take all the winners from the weeks. We've had two winners so far. And we will uh, we'll have them all go into one spin for 100 bucks. So it's like a holiday. Welcome to the holidays and hope we... Uh, Hope we can make it a, a, a one gift cheaper for you. <laughs> that's that's what I guess what we're trying to do. So, what's up, Brian? What's up, Tommy? Hi, Roxanne. What's up, Rodney? How are you guys all doing? And the others out and about. Um, how you guys been all week? I'm good. Yeah. 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 Weather's Busy. good. Yeah. Uh, no, it rained here like almost all week. Today was like the first day in like five days I didn't have rain here. Yeah. What about you, John? Because I know you and I kind of get the same. I, we got dumped. We got dumped on with snow today. Then clouds, sense. then rain. And then we got to about 60 degrees and sunny. We did the four <laughs> seasons in a day. That's a lot. That's interesting. I know that I think that was interesting in Arizona. You know, Arizona is usually the warmest part of, uh, I think, most locations here. Yeah. Um, and so we've been in the, you know, 80s. And then over the last probably four days, it has dropped overnight. And when I say drop in Arizona and Phoenix, especially I'm talking about in the 50s and the 60s, which is cold relatively when it, you know, you lose 30 degrees overnight. So yeah. no snow, but not mentioning the, you know, getting the snow in your area makes sense while we get the cold front here. Yeah, we had a low, we had a low of 29 today and a high of 65. How much snow did you get? Not enough to stick, but it was big flakes. I love big flakes. Yeah, but the sun when the sun comes out here, it's just it takes it away so quick. Where it's it turns more like into where John lives. It's you guys all think of me as being in the mountains, but really, I'm at the base of them. <laughs> it's a it's a five thousand you know it's a mile high desert is where I am, and then the mountains start right at Denver. So, uh, but yeah, we did the four seasons in a day. Always crazy always weird um always brings out the weirdness in people too yeah. that happened uh, the day my daughter was born we saw like all four seasons the day she was born it was weird it was like 60 degrees and it was a nice storm and then went to snowstorm it was just a crazy crazy day yeah that's nice yeah. i think we're already supposed to go back up tomorrow i saw it was like sunny and 61 tomorrow so i don't know i guess it was just passing over quick but I have my avalanche apps going. I'm, I'm already getting ready for snowboard season big time. I didn't do enough last year, so I'm all about it this year. I told Marissa, too, that, uh, yeah, I'm going to be doing a lot. And I'm getting my last certification, so I'm really stoked. Nice. Uh, yeah. All, all I'll have left to do after that to truly be able to go do search and rescue is the 60 days of paramedic. But wow. I don't have to do that right now. I can do that when I want. That part can be when I want. Steve, have you watched the movie uh, Cliffhanger with Sylvester Stallone? You'll be doing that. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> I don't think so because he had no. like stunt doubles. And, you know, it was probably I mean, the that movie was running high off the ground. Yeah, it, did, it may not have been realistic, but it was pretty good. Pretty cool. Yeah, actually. No, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, it's just. Uh, I mean, it's just a lot of people do it out here. It's a, it's a big deal. People get lost a lot out here. I don't have enough coordination for snowboarding. I would like fall over every five seconds. And it's it's more cabin. it's more than that anyway, too. You know, <laughs> you gotta take split skis and stuff and you gotta hike up. You know, you put like uh you put tracks on the bottom of them that kind of can grab the snow so you can actually walk up with split boards and stuff and yeah. it gets pretty interesting, but uh yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I just wanna get all the avalanche training behind me and that's the main part. That's I have one thing left, but after that, I'll, I, to do it, I would just need to do that before moving into the mountains or anything like that. But I got two years left before my son's out of high school, so I got some time. Yeah. Um, before you go and move into the mountains? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you going to be like one of those so. off-grid people? No, no, no. Because here in Colorado, there's great places. Like Summit County is awesome. It's awesome. You got, I mean, it's an hour from Denver. You got A Basin, Keystone, Breckenridge, Copper Mountain, Vale, all within 25 minutes. Um, you know, Frisco, the main town. So that whole area is very populated too. It's it's awesome. Yeah, I can uh, I can do the lodge lounge in front of a fireplace with a glass of wine, just like the best of them. That sounds great. Also. Right? Also, <laughs> and Steve can wrestle with the avalanche. Big, big, Chris, big Christmas yeah. tree. Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll sit in the lodge all day long. I'm good. The sweater to fit on. Yeah, that yeah. sounds like a good idea. Yeah, big hot tubs outside, all that stuff. Hannibal and I will be at the bar. You guys can go out and have your fun. Absolutely. Well, they bring you drinks right to the hot tubs, so... Oh, all right. hot, tub be in the in hot tubs, yeah. And well, because it's outside, for anybody, I see the W, they call me Weed Dash. I always see him when he comes in here. He always says that when he comes in here. What's up, yeah. man? So I'm going to plug him for a minute and say that here in Colorado, most, most of the hot tubs, some you can tell it won't be cool, but are very uh, green friendly. Nice. <laughs> so most people you know even if like you're you don't want to partake you can count on in the 20 seaters there's going to be partaking so you better be ready to just deal with it i mean you can you can get the same effect without even having to uh without having okay, to right? uh, partake it's like right. that right it's just uh like even at places you might not think like breckenridge and stuff like if there's like two older ladies the in the beginning nobody would have dared do, do it in front of them you know, when it was first starting here 10 years ago, now it's almost like people get in and they're like, you ladies want in? And if they don't or they have a problem with it, they just got to go because it's just going to happen. It's, it's just going to happen. <laughs> what, what, a, what, a, what a way. You want in? No? Well, they have no, they have no say in it. <laughs> you know, I mean, there was a time when people were very careful and like if, if you got caught doing that, the resorts still cared. All that time is gone. You know, like like hotel employees, they they literally don't even know where to fall because you're paying so much to stay in a hotel. They're not going to get you in trouble. I mean, yeah, inside the hotel or whatever. But you, you, you everybody just gets away with everything here. That's kind of, especially up in the mountains. It's kind of how it is. But the West yeah. Coast and in the mountains, yeah, the definition of mile high. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like a mile and that's almost two miles. Like two miles high. high. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but okay. Uh so I guess we got a couple DoorDash stories here first. Cause Kim, uh I thought at first you were doing the one Hannibal did a video about. I feel like we should talk about both both of them, but uh what's your internet slams the entitled DoorDash drivers? So this is actually, I I found very amusing. So that's why I actually picked it. So a customer, another TikTok, another TikTok person went viral. Um, but she received a quote unquote condescending letter from her delivery, DoorDash delivery driver that she didn't leave a large enough tip. So just to give you guys kind of a little background. So this TikTok got 281,000 views and then also 2,500 comments. I actually just went to go look at the comments before I got on here and it's up to like 
3,300 comments at this point. So it's even gained even more traction. But basically, she ordered from a restaurant two miles away. The subtotal was like $15. And she tipped $5.55. So to me, that's actually a pretty... In in DoorDash standards, I think that's actually a pretty decent tip. But the driver said in the letter that no matter whether it is a mile or 10 miles away, the expectation is that every customer tipped a minimum of $10. (laughs) So the driver took that order. The letter to the customer is an actual letter? Yeah, she actually has it up on her TikTok. It's very brief, but it's like like a long letter about how like they must have like these like mass distributed like going from like customer to customer handing them out because like it was a tight like almost legal looking document and the first half of it was in English and the second half of it was in Spanish (laughs) (laughs) so it was like they took they put some like time and effort into like this letter but um yeah and the letter basically says that you know that basically no matter what every customer in DoorDash should be tipping like ten dollars or more like that's just the etiquette so the article goes on and at the bottom they actually asked an etiquette expert um for this article and they said that every DoorDash customer should take into consideration the services that they're requesting of the driver and minimum expectation should be 10 to 15% and then goes up from there. Um, But that's according to an etiquette expert, Um, just because the times are changing and the expectations are changing from drivers and a lot of customers don't realize what drivers go through so um what i found funny because i was i was briefly like skimming through some of the comments actually on the TikTok, and this is so true I, at least i thought it was too someone said if he was looking for a ten dollar tip why did he even take that order yes <laughs> yeah. i mean seriously so like, i yeah <laughs> was there anything about was there anything about how long this guy had done DoorDash or and there was nothing on the was driver? It like his first trip? <laughs> no, <laughs> the girl didn't even want to report it. She didn't report it to DoorDash. She didn't want to report it to DoorDash. She used to be a DoorDash driver herself, so she goes. She felt like the guy obviously needed the money, or he wouldn't have attached that. Uh, letter so she didn't want to get into anybody into trouble but she thought it was funny and absolutely ridiculous that a driver went through all this trouble to write a letter that was absolutely ridiculous he handwrites the letter no it was typed he types it was typed he types out a copy in english and spanish yeah probably to be fair he probably just copy pasted the english into google translate for the spanish okay (laughs) but still man like okay I'm like sensing sociopaths, so like let's talk for a minute. Uh, I'm sensing uh, <laughs> delusional because you're delivering five dollar orders, saying that your minimum expectation is ten dollar tips. Like, come on, bro. I would almost tip that guy twenty dollars to forget where I lived. <laughs> like that's one of those like, orders where like if you see him that name come up again, like your dasher is so so. Like, oh no, not him again. Can I, mean, I unsign it? How did he type it? What? How did he type this thing? Yeah, he gets the order. Steve. He yeah. probably printed a hundred in the he morning at home before like starting his dash. Copies of it and was starting to hand it out to all of his customers that he delivered to. I don't know. What? It looked like it was like a mass-produced letter. Like you have to go. Like He's if you go into the article, yeah. When you go, if you guys can go into the article, like actually click on the TikTok video. It's actually kind of highly amusing. Wow. Is this is this real? No, it definitely is real. <laughs> that's what, that, that that's what you guys are going to say when I'm when I'm slashing dumplings to the Instacarts. And it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. You guys are going to be like, is this real? It's real. You know, see how yes. long you last doing that. <laughs> My guess is I'm going to make it a little bit because the holidays are coming up. They're not going to look for trouble. It's, it would take somebody calling it in like we've said. Yeah, oh, but well, I guess well, Kim just proved that like somebody did call it in. I mean, I know. but I guess my thing is, I'll say it to you guys. Like, what do you think that this customer should have tipped? To me, I think she had tipped appropriately. It was over 
20% of her bill. $5 on a $15. That's a solid tip. Anything above five. And I think I read that like it was like two miles or something. Maybe it wasn't even (laughs) that far. Yeah. It was a two mile trip. So five dollars. That's probably two fifty. You know, I mean, it's probably seven fifty. You know, total. That's not a bad trip. I mean, I would love it. Don't get me wrong. If it was twelve fifty, but it's not gonna happen. It's all. almost like threatening, though, to put that letter out. It's intimidating. Yeah, there's like an intimidating be- kind of factor, like because that person's person thinking, dude, I, I just wanted again. food. Even if they didn't tip, which isn't right, but even if they didn't tip, that's not right because that person just is ordering food. And if, if they get a letter saying, you know, hey, you didn't tip me enough, man, like, you might be like, what, the, what did I do wrong? And why did this person to add more this? tip on the app or something? Like, what, what exactly? If anything, but, I feel like if he did that on, like, Uber Eats, somebody might actually just take that tip away. But if he mass produced these letters, you can't tell me yeah. someone didn't report it already. <laughs> With the yeah, way so there's a good chance. There's a good chance. Yeah, there's a good chance. Yeah, this person needs to do something else. I would like to see I would like to know a couple things I'd like to know how long he had been dashing how many dashes he had done and I'd like to see how many or I'd like to know how many of those things how many of those letters he got out before he was deactivated like if he printed yeah, 100 he'd get like tell, 70 out or, to put know. that kind of effort you're frustrated with what you're doing Yeah, and it feels like um, I don't know if you guys seen this movie Falling Down with Michael Douglas, Douglas where it You've been doing the job for so long, you start kind of losing it and you become aggressive towards people. And that is, you know, you can say it's there's some level of aggression, there's some level of intimidation. It's like, hey, listen, you need to give me more money. When, the, you know, that driver took the job, the, the, it came onto his phone, he accepted it, or he or she, whatever, whoever did it. Yeah, that's your decision. They were, you weren't forced to do it. And then now you're looking to get more money out of people, and then feel like it's like an ex, like extorting kind of thing. Like you know, you you, you didn't give enough money to me. It should be ten dollars minimum. Who says that? Right. You know, the order is a fair order uh, to people who actually do this regularly. Just seems a very weird, awkward, and that's the thing, man. There's so many weirdos doing this stuff. So many weirdos. Yeah, for sure. I mean. Yeah, it kind of makes me feel a little strange about what I'm about to do, but mine's going to be much nicer. <laughs> Maybe a bunch of nice. You basically say that I can do this better than what you're currently doing. It's kind of like, right. I don't know, you're going to someone's, hey, I could be a better uh, partner for you, you know, right. and this person over here, he sucks. Oh, she sucks. Like you, That sounds like what you're trying to do. But right. not, also, I'd saying, say from a customer, yeah, you can also get that accountability too. Yeah, I'm just saying I would love to hear your feedback on my service performance and I'm going to steer them to my dumpling page as yeah, my only way to contact me. Page. Yeah. I guess, like, in, in this, like, I don't know. I guess I just feel like money brings out rage mindset sometimes in people. And I feel like this is like one of those cases. Yeah. I mean, we see a few like videos or some examples of people texting after they didn't get it, that, you know, they got no tip, so it was a low tip. All that is wrong don't do it you're frustrated turn off the app take a break um you do not want to jeopardize future earnings because you're frustrated with a a tip like it just doesn't make sense you're still you're taking this um you're taking the offer just deliver the offer and move on um you know and obviously it's not just the money there's an issue there's frustrations in that person's life that they're not confronting it's not because they that they got short five dollars I think the other thing is nine times out of 10, I'd venture to say even probably 99 times out of a hundred venting, giving this letter, doing this, you know, following up with the customer is not going to result in more money. It's more likely going to result in less money. If anything, it's going to result in deactivations and whatnot. So yeah, it's counterintuitive. So it's just really just blowing off steam. Yeah. Or he was just, maybe he was just going out with a bang. Like, Hey, listen, I, I know they're going to fire me for this or deactivate me, but I'm going to try and get every tip I can out of it. Maybe. maybe. It's short-sighted. Still intimidation. I agree though. Like that's not okay. I, I mean, in no way is that okay. What, what doing that? Like that's first of all, a no tip order. You can't do that too. I mean, it's just what it is, you know, don't take it. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, you know, and then if you want to talk about that, you didn't see all the tip or whatnot. Still, that's just how the platform works. You got to accept that or be working it. You can't like get all livid. 
<laughs> like I'm gonna I'm gonna go off on these people. <laughs> like, well, well, the other thing is too. Imagine this. Imagine you know they say we know DoorDash hides tips, so they accepted that order. And then what? Do you see there's no hidden tip, or you staple it, or there is a hidden tip, and then you feel like a goofus when you uh, accept that later on. You're like, oh, they tip twelve dollars. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, which you know, speaking of Door, I mean, here, here goes DoorDash again. <laughs> and then there's more DoorDash and more bad Uber Eats stuff. But I mean, Hannibal's, you know, we, I think we all saw this, but Hannibal put out a video. So I was hoping he could uh, kind of walk us through that one. The, this is, I don't know this creator. Uh, I, I checked, I looked today and I don't even know that I've ever like watched anything of his before. Um, but I had already seen it coming up a couple of times and I saw Hannibal's video and I don't know. I, I think it's interesting, especially because he's a content creator. I think it makes it more interesting because you can follow this timeline. But Hannibal, you made a video. Can you walk us through this? Yeah, so I made the video this morning, actually. It was not necessarily a planned thing, but I thought, you know, I saw it yesterday. Um, and I think I sent it. I think I sent it to you and Pedro. I think Pedro already seen it. And, it, you know, He's he's been around. I've seen his name or some of his like thumbnails, and then I notice a lot of the same um, subscribers and people who support our um, channels have subscribed to him. And um, he he does like these marathon sessions, working you know, fifteen hours a day. Like he puts a lot of effort in using these apps. And he and he was accused of being you basically was deactivated. Uh, I think one of the first videos he was deactivated, and the reason why is because. Uh, they accuse him of basically telling or going to support and saying that restaurants are closed when they're not or something something to that yeah. effect, that he's doing it too often. Then it goes to the, uh, the next step where you think, okay, he his last uh, DoorDash check was $1,700. You think, okay, probably he's able to cash out. He'll move on even though he's been deactivated. He, they're not allowing him to get his money either. So yeah. this is where the issue lies. The fact that he got deactivated, he's, you know, he tried to fight the, um, I think he tried to appeal. I, th I guess that did not work, but they're still holding his money. And I think he put at least 80 hours or something outrageous to get that $1,700. And now he is stuck in this situation. And, uh, you know, I've seen a few comments here and there. Um, we don't know exactly what happened, obviously. Um, you would hope that he follow all the protocols and make sure that he's not reporting restaurants to be closed when they're not. But I think we all have noticed in the last two years, restaurants and bars are closing in different times. Some, you know, even in my neighborhood where a bar, I, I assume, still serve food because two years ago it did, and then they tell you things are closing a little early. And, right. and why DoorDash doesn't have any idea what's going on with the, you know, changing of stores time? That's actually very important because people are ordering from the platform. If you're ordering from a, a restaurant that's not open, why is it still able, why the platform is still allowing that customer to do that? So he's in a, I guess in this uh, situation. And I do see from the other side, it was actually an interesting comment. I forgot the creator's name. I think Mad Dash for, I'm forgetting his name. Um, but he's, he supports a lot of our um, channels. He said he he's a big, uh, he watches um, Uber, Lyft, Phoenix. And he says that there's times where he knows that the restaurants are closed, so he's taking the orders anyway to call support to, I guess, they give you half pay or, they, you know, whatever they give you when the restaurant's closed. And if he did that too many times, that it, maybe the algorithm turned up and realized, okay, this is something weird, and then um, pushed him off. That could be it. That was a strategy that he was using. May not have been beneficial to him, uh, but we don't know. Um, I know he's going to be talking to Pedro on Sunday. And I guess to get some more information about it, but and my 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 biggest problem with this is okay, you de you deactivate him for this reason or whatever reason is, he should be able to cash out his last pay and move on. He earned it. You shouldn't hold the money hostage. Um, <clears throat> I doubt their algorithm is so complicated or so complex that they can figure out which which times he called that it probably was open or whatever the, the issue is. It's just like any other situation. You they did work. You don't want him anymore? Cool. But you sever the relationship, you pay him his money, and you move on. So that's my biggest problem with the issue. 
That's kind of, you know, and that's what Thomas is saying here too. And that's, but that's a state thing like here in Colorado. And so, but this is also applied to W2 too. So I don't know where it falls because in Colorado, if you get fired, you have to be paid every dime you're owed that day. Hmm. You have to. They, even if they have to cut a company check and then figure your payroll out, they have to do a miscellaneous payout. However they do it, they have to pay you that day. But that's a W-2 job. So as I would, I was trying to think through this as an independent contractor, if I had an issue with one of my clients, I'm going to have to deal with that because I don't have that protection. Right. Because I'm an independent contractor. So I would have to sue, like if I'm a plumber working for a contractor building a house and he decided not to pay me, went belly up on his project. I'm going to have to sue him. I'm not going to get paid from the, you know, I'm not going to, the state law doesn't apply to that contractor to pay me out. But I'm going to have to take him to court. But I I would imagine, though, it's still illegal for somebody to withhold earnings that you've already have, like a job you've already completed. You already have your earnings. I can't imagine it not being legal for someone not to like to hold that kind of hostage. Well, it's not, I don't think it's legal. It's that it's legal or not. It's that that person, you know, is like, you know, I mean, think of it like this. So, okay. If DoorDash says, well, we're not going to pay you. And I would hope they, you know, I have to believe that they're doing it to other people too, if they did it to them. But (laughs) if they're doing that, if they're finding a way to either lag it or try to not pay you in any way, um, then they're, so you, right now, because we're IC, we don't, and because of the agreement, we can't arbitrate with them. So you mm-hmm. can't, you can't even hire a lawyer to deal with it because you clicked the box that said, I agree that you won't arbitrate. Mm-hmm. So you're really in a trap right now. I mean, I'm not saying that the it's it's solved by the IC versus employee model, but there's something weird in there that needs to be addressed. Yeah, yeah. There's it's also been- possible they're holding his money to do maybe some investigation and then right. They, but I, I mean, yeah. like my guess is they're looking for like any one thing, a little complaint, anything on his record, they'll find a way to say they're going to hold it. The longer they hold it, I guess my guess is they they just hope a lot of people stop fighting for it. You know, How I mean, long have like, they been holding it? Do we know? That's the other question. Well, the video was about two days from here. So, I mean, he he showed um, he showed deactivation notice. Um, he like he tried to appeal it. Um, is it? I'm wondering from DoorDash's perspective if they are accusing him of fraud, right? And why? Mm-hmm. He's saying that to try to get as much, I guess, half pays as possible. Um, it, I just don't see how you could still say, well. Yeah, that whole time you've been working and you actually delivered the food, you're not you're not getting any of that. It just seems no, no, I can't. Of believe course, that, they're gonna yeah. make a big stick. The guy, the guy wants his money. You think yeah. the easiest thing is okay, even if he was messing up, pay him, but then don't ever you know you deactivate him. You don't have to ever do business with him again. Well, yeah, that's, that's yeah, something exactly. I was wondering is like if it was a case where you know the way that it sounds, you know, like it was at the end of the pay period, it was the full eighty hours, but. You know, I'd, I'd heard of cases in the past where somebody had been deactivated from a platform and they couldn't use the instant cash out, but they hold their money until the regular, you know, payday or whatever drop they do, whether it's Mondays, they don't get paid to the end of the week. But yeah. in this case, since this was for last week and by now definitely should have been paid, if that was the case, then yeah, this sounds totally foul by DoorDash. I mean, the whole situation is foul, but especially holding the money. The other thing that I wonder is that kind of going back to, I think what a lot of people are talking about with the independent contractor versus an employee is when you have an employee dispute, there's employee laws that apply. Yeah. But once you become an independent contractor, not even so much as like the whole arbitration thing, but it's like, if you got, you know, a contractor to, um, to come work on your home to build a, you know, redo your bathroom. Um, I've heard of cases like that where they've paid the contractor, but they don't finish the work and they can't get the money back. Once right. again, kind of goes through that whole contractor versus uh, basically a whole different area of the law. So I do think really it's illegal. Good, used to be a really good TV show to catch a contract. I don't know why I mean mentioning TV shows and movies. Clearly, that's why I do. <laughs> uh, and it was from Adam Carolla, and they would um, help out people who had really bad um, situations with contractors either um, didn't fulfill their obligations or just did shoddy work. 
And yeah. usually at the end of the episode, they it would have to go to litigation. They're like, we're gonna we're gonna put you in under court because you didn't you said you was gonna do this, you didn't do that, you either used bad materials or just really bad work. So I understand that that angle. But I'm wondering from the other side in terms of being a dasher. And let's say for instance, he was playing, you know, he's playing the not the game, but he knows that these restaurants are not um they're not open. And he keeps collecting these uh, offers and he keeps calling to get the half pay. Is that bad? <laughs> like, would you, if, if you already called and you already got one half pay, would you continue to do it throughout the night? I don't, like, is it just, really his yeah. fault though for accepting the good? You shouldn't do it in theory, but is it really his fault for being given those orders? DoorDash should even be offering yeah. those orders in the first place. Yeah, I'm just throwing out questions. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you guys remember when we like, had Michelle Sleet on. She she addressed the same thing though that uh, and even Flex was on by some odd coincidence too. He was on here and uh, and he didn't know this either. And it's probably the only time I've heard Flex not know something was that she was talking about closed restaurants and how like sometimes they'll you know people were taking orders to get their half pays and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. she she was saying how people were getting deactivated for that. Because they were taking advantage of a closed restaurant to take so, but here's my thing: like if he, if they waited the whole week, then wouldn't they? I mean, they at least owe him all the jobs he did. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, let's say like, let's say they're questioning one or two, but he did a hundred. Well, they still owe him for ninety. Well, they should owe him all, all the money from any order he delivered at minimum. Yeah. Well, if delivered, about, yeah. And say talk about like movies, Hannibal. Oh my god, I can't speak right now. Um, Cuba Gooding Jr., show me the money. I mean, come on. <laughs> As a TV, I mean, that's the movie reference. But all jokes put aside, you know, I do have, I mean, I know New Jersey laws better than anywhere else, but I have an HR background. Like you, as an HR background in Jersey with W-2s, the money you you received up until the minute that you're let go from a company, you're you're like you're you're owed and you're paid out no matter what that that is. Yeah. And whether it's you know a 1099 or not, I think like I I feel as though the same laws should still apply, especially when you're working for you know a third party third party contractor, just like DoorDash, yeah. Uber Eats, GrabHub, any one of them. Yeah, John McCallion with a really good comment. He's like, this is why I cash out every day. It's not my money until it's in my bank account. Yeah. I mean, I, I used, when I was really into it, I liked the money to stack up, but hell no now. Like, I <laughs> cash out all the time because you never know what could go wrong. And obviously, he did not do that. And, and, and I've seen comments after when he posted that video. You guys check it out. There are people with similar issues saying, yeah, I've, I've been deactivated. I had some issues because of all these restaurants that are being closed. But DoorDash needs to understand, and I have to understand, Restaurants are closing for many different reasons early. They may not have yeah. enough people to work the job. They don't have enough labor, right? Like there's certain times where like we just can't be open. Um, they should have that idea. But I'm just wondering if you have a, a strategy where you are getting a lot of half pays. Like if you if you had to give someone some advice on that, what would you say? You say, you may, yeah, get a few, but don't go crazy. Like, you know, what, what would you guys do? I mean, you know. Me, I'd, say, I'd say take them all. You're owed them. If you go to a restaurant that the hours are posted and, and the platform's taking deliveries because of those hours, but the restaurant has chosen to close to and me, Uber yeah. doesn't have the time to call that restaurant and say, did you close? To you know, me, so I feel like it's a DoorDash issue more than anything else. If me as a driver... I go to, I'm making this up because this happens to me all the time at Wendy's late at night. You never know what the hours are because they don't have staff and they close early. Mm -hmm. You get there. I report it to DoorDash saying, hey, this restaurant is closed. They give me half pay. They market that it's closed. Why are they still sending out orders knowing that a DoorDash driver already reported it as closed? Because if not, orders wouldn't still keep coming yeah, in. They keep going. They keep, yeah, they keep coming in. To me, in. that's more of a DoorDash issue opposed to a driver issue because they're the ones who should know that the restaurant's closed just by a driver reporting that it's closed. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing and, and I'm, not that. Saying, I'm sorry, John. I, I'm, I'm not saying um, that it's on the driver. But the game is rigged, right? It, there's problems with this algorithm. Is they're not human being behind it. It's triggering certain things, and and it looks like even if you're 100 correct, let's say um, this uh, man is 100 correct every time he called, it was legitimate. Yeah. 
DoorDash not may, may not reactivate that person, right? And what happens if that's your main source of income? And you're 100% correct, but if you see him and others being deactivated from doing this or I, from the situation, would you still, like, I'm going to still do what I do or be more careful? I got one better, though. What happens if you're one of those top dashers who are that's going through hell week and have to take every single order that comes in or you can't mm. get to top dasher. Like you're almost required to take it. You are required to take every single order in mm. order to do so. And especially if you're on the diamond program, the priority, like you still need to maintain a 50%. So to me, it's on, yeah. it's on DoorDash. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's fully on DoorDash and this, and again, mm. it's, this gets in for me, it gets into like, you know, there's they're fighting for what I want. I hate having to side with the Flex Association here, the Uber Lyft, Instagram or Instacart, all these, you know, like giants, but like that's what I want too. And yet they pull crap like this. When we're when they're already like back against the wall with all these states, they're still pulling this kind of crap. It gives ammo to the other side of I, I don't know, like, even, like, I don't know whether anybody was part of, like, last Friday, the glitch, like, I was part of it, like, it actually closed me out, and then it completely took my money away from me, and then mm -hmm. it literally took them two days for my money to get back into my account, and the only thing I got was, oh, yeah, oops, we're sorry, it was our bad, <laughs> I'm like, but my money was missing for two days, and it was, like, a whole, like, I, it was a whole night's worth of, me going through DoorDash, so it took them two days, and the only thing is like, "Oops, sorry, we glitched." It's yeah, not like that. that to me, that's not acceptable. Yeah, well, it's. I mean, yeah, I, I, that's why I put out a I, I put out a post a while back saying, "Did you know?" I, I just wanted to know. I don't do a lot of polls, but I wanted to know how people felt. Like, if the option was there, and a deal was worked out with a bank where all the apps you had cashed cashed out at midnight every night for you on every app even if you worked for just a dollar on it that day or whatever and the fee was something real slight you know would you pay that fee real slight every day just to be cashed out on all of them and the poll poll like a lot of people were like that's you know no i wouldn't want that but there was over overwhelmingly yes yeah it was like 52 to like six or something like you just know, yes, you never know what's would. going to happen now, now yeah, let me yeah, play devil's yeah. advocate for a second. Now, say say That's you're in that do. situation. That is a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of great actors in that movie. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so, but for a second, let's say, you know, if you're in that situation, you're getting it. Um, how many orders in a row are you canceling before it can become, in your opinion, quote unquote, an abuse of uh, the platform or whatever they're saying it is? Yeah, you know, five, know. ten, twenty. Yeah, like uh, that, that, I mean, is there is there is there a scenario where it becomes abuse in your opinion? And I think with him, he's working long shifts, so he's there doing you know more than the average person, right? Like not, I forgot with um, Steve, you said me something that the amount of people who are actually doing this full time is such a small amount of people. Oh my god, it's smaller than we thought. It's crazy. Oh so, yeah, I think it was like less than ten percent. So it's like two percent. So oh, wow. DoorDash is looking through the, you know, the algorithm is doing its thing. It's algorithming, like it's doing its thing and seeing this one driver working all these hours with tons of calls that it's saying that the restaurants are closed, right? Like that could just be it. Just that algorithm tripped up and said, hey, this is unusual. This is abnormal behavior. behavior, And that's how he got into the issues he's dealing with. It could be just something simpler like that. No, I'd say that's the most likely, you know, if you think about from a DoorDash perspective, they're only going to look at the people making lots of money. They're only going to look at the outliers. So yeah. when they see people making north of 1000 north of 1500 uh, those are the ones that it's going to be like, how, what can we do to look into this deeper? I won't say what will we do to not pay this person, but those are the ones that they're going to try to flag at and look at more closely. Yeah. Oh, and I, th I think the stat I was actually using was the new one I had just seen that was 2% of gig workers work 40 hours or more a week. Two in this country, two percent. Yeah, I was actually referring to a bigger story. Uh, um, and that forty-eight percent work zero to five hours a week. Yeah, so, so I wonder how they're defining the gig worker population because it sounds like they're talking. When you say you know 
zero to 48 five. zero to 48 works zero to five and i was thinking the same thing john i think where you're going like they to use it took the anybody zero that used a big gap in the last year like, basically yeah i mean it's it's crazy so zero to five but that's this is the the flex association and the pew study and they both kind of met up exactly but does that account for all of us who are full-time but work multiple apps? Because if That's you just look thing, at my yeah. DoorDash, if you look at my Grubhub, if you look at my, you know, it would say that I'm part-time, but when you combine them all together, I'm full-time. Right. I, I believe it was, however it was, that this was a deep dive research piece. So I believe they were trying to figure out who was full-time and, and they're aware of multi-apping, so... Yeah, I would assume that they are looking at they would they would know Kim you do because it wasn't so much what pla it wasn't about what platforms it was more of a study on the overall and but they would they say would Kim is working eighty hours in the gig economy a week. But that means that they do share my information with all the other platforms in order to get my profile. Well, they do share your your info yeah. with the other platforms. Yeah. We already know this. Um, I mean, like sure. if you're deactivated on Uber, you're deact or for anything that's like out of line, you're deactivated within minutes on Lyft. Wow. That's something criminal, right? Like something like outrageous. Yeah, like if even yeah. a criminal charge, though, where you're, you know, I thought we lived in a country where you're innocent until you're proven guilty, but um, on the apps, yeah. you're guilty until you're proven guilty. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, the driver dad, Tony, just has it right. If if there's a, a number of drivers, like this should be the algorithm should kick in. Hey, if ten drivers are saying this restaurant's closed, stop yeah. the stop the orders from coming they in. Should. Hey, like, they should. That, right? Like, yeah. just you mad because someone is getting extra money because they can't figure out how to stop. You know, press a button so they can stop. Right, this exactly. totally is closed. Stop. <laughs> stop right, like orders. once the first driver reports it, it should be flagged. And until yeah, exactly. somebody, I mean, that's what I was saying. Why you don't? I mean, they have customer service everywhere. I know that we're all sent to other countries, but they have upper tier stuff here in the states where they could have a set a department what? that. And I know this is a lot of work, but it's needed. No. But and Gary would Before know this. I wish, I wish Gary would actually was actually here because he would know this better than I would. A, a restaurant can just shut down the app and say, "I'm not taking any orders right now." Why can't DoorDash do it on their end, saying this restaurant can't take any orders right now? They have to be able to. But I, my guess is, is is just the way that they would have to get into too much for that short time. So like. They have all their hours. This restaurant's open on these days, these hours. They've inputted that data. They've inputted the menu. They've inputted the prices for the menu items that are re-upped. <laughs> They've done all the things they're doing. And it's maybe too hard on the fly to go say this restaurant closed or this one did. They're just not going to go do that in each market. Yeah. You know, they're just like, listen, these are their hours. If they but, close but because of lack of people that's we don't know anything about it i do agree with you guys that's on of... you but therefore that that goes to show that you should be getting all of your half pays yeah you that's what i'm saying i claim it everyone that anything because you know here's the other here's the other way i look at that too is like if you're worried about that if you're like man if i claim these they might deactivate me then really look into that a little deeper and think look look at who you're working for like I wouldn't put all my eggs in that basket. If you're concerned about, if you follow the rules and get paid correctly, you'll get deactivated. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's like, reality, maybe, right? Like, there's, there's a, it's a part of something. Like you see a few people dealing with that. Yeah, you know, we don't live in an idealistic uh, situation, right? Like, it, especially with these apps. So, I understand, but I do, I do agree with you overall. You, Kim, and John, like, if you have, if they're coming to your phone you have the right to report them. It's up to them to turn it off. <laughs> you know, just turn yep. off the restaurant. Like, hey, this restaurant's no longer open. You're wasting your money. You're pissing off the customer. It's not the driver. We're all wasting our time. The customer wanted a certain restaurant. They're waiting for no reason. I, usually it takes, a, it takes a while sometimes when you order something from a restaurant that's closed. And then sometimes you put your phone down, you're thinking the food's coming, and you pick up back your phone, and DoorDash says, oh, that, that, that restaurant's closed. You're like, man, that could have you could save me a few by taking it off the menu, you know, when I'm searching for food to uh, order from. So yeah. you got to put more effort into these type of things and not punish drivers. So there's no such thing as abusing it, right? I, I do agree. There's no such thing 
is abusing it. Um, DoorDash needs to do better. It's just yeah. not, but it's also bad customer service. I mean, this poor customer are, is hurting because they, they don't get their food. They're starving. They're getting hangry. <laughs> yeah, definitely, right? <laughs> but you know what? But you know what? That customer is going to use it again. And nine, yeah. and nine out of ten times at least. Oh, absolutely they will. You yeah. know, they could have ten bad experiences. They're still going to come back. Well, you don't I mean, want to get to, you mean, I mean... Yeah, not 10, but I'm just saying, like, people have really bought into this, like, they're they're in it for the haul, even on bad nights and whatnot. They, they're, they have learned to expect some bad nights. Bad orders, cold orders. I know when I order, I... If, if the time is anywhere near closing time, I don't order from that restaurant. Just yeah, not to no. deal with... I don't know if it's going to show yeah. up or not. Because if I order, I put my phone down and then, you know, waiting... A little longer to get some food so i'm not checking every five seconds so if it's something that's going to close in 15 minutes or 25 minutes i don't bother ordering i'm like yeah forget it i'll go to somewhere that's there's time enough time where the restaurant closed i know at least it's likely i'm gonna get an order from this place yeah it kind of reminds me of what of what grubhub did when they took uh <laughs> new york city and they said hey we're gonna run this special for <laughs> And they didn't tell yeah, the restaurants, and a lot of the restaurants just unplugged. They're like, "What the it's heck?" A good, it's like, a good way. It's a good way for customers <laughs> to get free food or free credit towards their account. And that's and what I was just thinking. If, if it, it does turn up that the place is closed, they it, DoorDash should owe you a meal there. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing too. I think that's why DoorDash is getting upset sometimes at this that the, the customer gets upset. Like, hey, you said it was open. I ordered it. I need, it. and then they're like, okay, we'll give you a credit. The amount of credits that these companies are giving customers is outrageous. Sometimes yeah. you just yeah. you don't even have to complain. You just say, "Hey, this this food took too long." Oh, don't worry, here's fifteen dollars. Okay, thanks. But where's that <laughs> money coming from? <laughs> you know, like where's that money coming from? And uh, DoorDash, DoorDash does it at face value. You can literally just go through their app and say something's missing is like, okay, we're giving you a credit of blank. Do you accept it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You have to call sometimes. They'll just like a, a few like clicks on a button and on the phone and you got 15 bucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I would say though, to the people asking like, should, if that's a real question, should you ask for the half pay? Yes. Because if you can't do that, then you know, you're working with a very sketchy company and I'm not saying it's time to pull the plug, but you should be able to at least do what you can do to earn on these platforms. If they if they screw up, you call them out on it. I mean, if that if that affects them deactivating you, just look at it this way: you could be deactivated for not for any for not anything for an for an incorrect uh, uh, checker check that comes back and says you don't have a good record, but it's the wrong person, and you didn't even or you didn't even work on a day, and there, you get a complaint. I didn't even work that day. Now there's right now there's no way to fight any of that. You can't. There's no more fighting that right now. Yep. They just deactivate you, and that's the end of your story. Yeah. Like I, I've, I haven't heard of anyone for a while. Like, like I even I'll point out Legal Rideshare, who I've known for a long time. They don't even want me referring deactivations to them anymore because they said it's a dead end. That's crazy. That's sad. So I mean, it's just it's literally run into well, you know. If, if we don't like your performance on any one little thing, we can let you go. And that's, you know, that's why I guess all of us multi-app and stuff. So I guess let's, before we go on 100%. here at all, let's, uh, let's do this, uh, Gary giveaway thing. So we got yeah, 25 okay. bucks to give away a uh, little holiday bonus, call it a one gift that you don't have to buy, uh, 25 bucks tonight. And then if you win tonight, you go into the big drawing on the 17th of November for a hundred bucks. But tonight's for 25. Maybe. Gary's not here, but as you can see, we got his logo up in the corner. So it is sponsored by Maximum Drivers uh, Utility Helper. Uh, so you guys, what what's the word going to be? I think it should be movie since we've been talking about movie references all night. Okay, should it be movies? Should it be door trash? Should it be... <laughs> <laughs> Deactivation, <laughs> hashtag deactivation. <laughs> Thieves, oh. criminals. Oh, Pia, I'm eating goldfish. <laughs> yeah, asked what I was eating. Um, I'm kind of jealous. Yeah, we... I want goldfish now. <laughs> um, uh, uh, fantasy land. 
Is that a movie you've been watching? We talking about fantasy pay, <laughs> <laughs> crypto. <laughs> um, we'll make yeah. it movies. We'll make it movies. We'll make it easy. Okay. Kim came up hashtag with that first. Movies. So, uh, hashtag movies, and yeah, make sure you push that up the hashtag and movies together. Somebody in here or one or two yesterday or last week had a little space, so make sure you got them together. Maximo. <laughs> Um, real job okay guys. <laughs> yes, yeah, anybody so far <laughs> movies movie there we go now we got it going yeah movies 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 um real quick well, what's your favorite movie all of all of you what's your favorite movie oh yet? my god what genre i feel like yeah. there's what's the first one yeah, that comes out of my head like your favorite movie so mine the first one comes to my head kill bill <laughs> Volume one and two. Oh, Technically, yeah. the whole bloody affair—the mythological version that puts two into one. That yeah, that's that's like in one two, but I kind of would have to be, do them as one. Yeah, yeah, the whole bloody affair. That's yeah, what, yeah. Okay. He wanted, I, he, I think he yeah. wanted to put it as a whole, but it was too long. But nowadays, it, that could have been the whole. Like, it's three hour movies all over the place. So yeah. there's a version of it that's one long, and it's only been screened once in L.A. many years ago. So it's a so it's an urban legend as well. It's a myth, not urban legend. It's a yes. legend. It does exist. Ooh, somebody put in Con Air. I think my, oh God, I have so many. If it might be Goodfellas. But oh, it's followed. But it's followed by my cousin Vinny. I love that movie. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> really. Uh, um, God, the Quentin Tarantino movie that I'm thinking of is really old. Uh, a lot of people still haven't seen it even. Um, Reservoir Dogs. No, 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 no. <laughs> the one, the one that had Tony Soprano, Brad Pitt, uh, and Glorious Bastards. No, no, no. Really old. Uh, starts You're in Detroit about... and it ends in L.A. The uh, the kiss one, uh, the yeah, Christian yeah. Slater. I don't I think of the name. Oh of my it. god! I know what Every, you're everybody's about. in. It's this. the one, he, he wrote Christopher it. Walken, Dennis Hopper. I mean, everybody's in this. And Quentin Tarantino did it. Yeah, it's uh, oh my god, it's. It, it, that group does sound like they will all be together, but I just uh, yeah, Christian Slater's the lead, oddly, and I'm not the biggest fan of his. Right, but like this his, is his one, best. Yeah. This is his best movie. Uh, it was the first true, one where true he did romance. True, true romance. romance. There we go. Yeah, oh, the first one where he did the, what do you call it? The Mexican standoff, and it became his. Uh, oh, okay. yeah. It's got the win. That's my mom's probably favorite movie. <laughs> Hannibal, what is yours? Uh, it's funny. I just asked. I. Uh, I mean, I, I probably watch all Quentin Tarantino movies ten thousand times. Uh, what's the movie? I, I, what movie? I, I think I could watch it's all like. It's an old one, uh, 12 Angry Men. I don't know if you guys even watched it. No, Black I don't think I have. I've yeah, seen it really once. Yeah. Was that the one that's the jury and something? Or was that 12 yeah. Angry Okay, here's a bigger question. Okay, I watched question. that in school. That's why I remember that. Okay. Okay, here's so. a bigger question. What's the one movie that is oh, like you always see on TV and you can never not watch it? Like it's always on TV and you're like, you're like glued to the TV because you watch it all the time. Cliffhanger. <laughs> For me, it's, uh, unfortunately, my, probably my second favorite movie, which is like Casino. No, actually, the holiday season, the one I watch is um, Christmas Story. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen Cliffhanger on TV. Are you serious? <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've seen like Cliffhanger, but I don't think I've ever seen it like on TV. Yeah. Like, uh, I didn't know it was a big movie that, oh, that people movie. Like, love to see. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The best is alone. Oh. All right, yeah, we are getting some movies. We've been talking now. about movies for a minute. I think <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna see. Maybe I can see before we spin this. How many? It was movies plural, right? Yeah. yeah. So we got 15. So we'll give you guys like just another second. But uh, surprised no one said Pulp great. Fiction. That was a that was a. That's movie. a good one. Yeah. That's a classic. God, I feel like there's so many. The replacements. Oh my god, I love that movie. <laughs> no God. John, did you picks? John? Did you put your favorite movie in? What is I put it? one of my favorites. Casino is one of my favorites. Before Kill Bill, oh, I was looking Casino, for... those are two of mine. Oh, yeah, Thomas like, has a good one. John's like dogging, so I like. Thomas has a good Four one Brothers, over the top with one. Sylvester Stallone, right? Oh, is that yeah, the movie? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good movie. Any Sylvester Stallone movie is amazing. Yeah. Um, whole, was it the Expendables, yeah. or was that the whole the one, two, three with all the uh, all of the guys pretty much in it? They're hilarious. They're actually really funny. 
All right, you guys. So it was a classic as well. Yes. Uh, we're gonna do the drawing, and uh, if you hashtag movies, and this is you gotta be you gotta be present. You gotta be present. So I wonder what Gary's favorite movie would be. If you guys can yeah. guess, what you think would you watch? I don't think Gary watches a lot of movies. Talk to him. I feel like I'm this. profiling if I say Star Wars. <laughs> Star Trek is with a Spock or something. <laughs> what oh, was the Green. Frozen? I think yeah. it's, I think Gary's is Frozen. Hey, I love Frozen. Frozen? So don't hate. <laughs> I love any Disney movie, so don't hate. Yeah, here it goes. Aladdin guys. is my that's my movie right there. Aladdin. Oh, hello. The one with the rock? Not the new one. Not the new one. No. no. I don't like the new ones. No. Here's for the win. Or with Will Smith. I mean. No. You got for the win. I got my hands in the air, so I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> I can't be fixed. Tommy. All right. Yeah. Tommy. He awesome. Great, he has great movie taste, and he's the winner. <laughs> so, Tommy, here's the deal. Um, Awesome that you won. Congratulations. Uh, so you will be in the big drawing on the 17th of November for $100. But if you email uh, Gary, so email Gary at MiddletonTech.com. I will text him and let him know you won. And uh, he will uh, he will take care of it from there. So just email him and say you won. I will. He's not here tonight or he'd know. He might be watching, so he might know. I don't know. If you're here, Gary, chime in. Uh but congratulations, Tommy. Email him. I can. I'll text you too to make sure that you got his email. Even though I just said this guy wins. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, now we got. Uh, yeah, we got three winners so far. We got uh, Chris from Real Rideshare Stories. We got. Um, I can't. Uh, what's the guy's name that won the first week? JP. JP's quarter. Yeah. yeah JP's yeah, getting yeah, quarter. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then, I think and the next one, whenever you guys do it, it should be hashtag rigged because apparently that's another really popular name. Yeah. That they throw there. yeah, it happens every time. Every time we do one, it's like, and then they, and everybody knows who won or whatnot. So it's like, I, I mean, <laughs> Marissa, won, Marissa won last week. And I, yeah, that was, I, I mean, it, it wasn't even her name. So I didn't have to play it, but I said, hey, we got to pass that along. You shouldn't have even put that in. Kind of thing. <laughs> You wanted to participate, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so it's not rigged. Well, we, we want you to win. Otherwise, we would just have had Gary one make it look really rigged. <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay, so wait, we do have a little more DoorDash. I don't even know if we'll get out of DoorDash tonight because we're at fifty-seven minutes. So, John, I guess we finish off tonight with DoorDash, and I don't even get to the. By the way, the stuff we will not get to. It's all up on on the website Rideshare Rodeo, but there's a ton of stuff going on. New Uber New Zealand went to full employee model and already has unions, and the unions are already charging to be in them. This it's all crazy. happened in one day. It's already it's done. New Zealand done. going crazy. Um, it all happened in one day. Uber's gonna make Uber's gonna cut down on left turns on all their navigation now because left turns are proved to be more dangerous. So they're gonna reroute you all over the place. <laughs> So instead of turn left, it's like turn right, and again, and again, and again. The customers are gonna pay more money, right? Because the rides gonna get be longer, right? I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah. yeah. And be, Uber's Uber's, Uber's now in New York City, Louisville, and Cincinnati. Uber is uh, video and audio recording all rides. I saw audio that at the least. Other day. Um, Good. So Good. that's. Uh, Good. It's part yeah, of their also, safety campaign, right? And also, yeah, and also there uh, there's a push right now. I've, I I haven't I don't have enough to solidify this, but I've seen two articles that said that they are making people change um, if the driver flags a name. So if you have one name and a picture of your dog, they're making you change it to your name. Excellent. Which I've asked been asking for forever. I mean, this yeah. is just a joke. But so the, that and then DC is suing ship for misclassifying every worker on the platform. Um, yeah. so this is all going down you guys and this is the kind of stuff i tell you about that's happening um that's gonna affect the new year uh but we'll get that's into crazy. some of that next week because i mean we might as well just end with doordash because here's the, i think john's story's fitting tonight be, especially to end up because it brings it around that like doordash is like so far we've talked about what 
entitled DoorDash drivers who are on their way out anyway quitting. And then we've talked about DoorDash stealing from drivers. Um, just the way that the wording is that you can't fight back. And now you'd think this is why the government's pushing to have employee model, but here's DoorDash getting government money. Yeah, mm. so this this is this is story. Uh, Uber and DoorDash will begin delivering the COVID antiviral Paxlovid, uh, specifically when they're filled through Walgreens for free to underserved neighborhoods, the company announced Monday. So this is a new partnership with the White House. Of course, you know, the government is basically paying for this uh, for these DoorDash drivers, uh, or I guess for these customers, to order this treatment, this Paxlovid, specifically through DoorDash, specifically through Walgreens, to have it delivered to them for free. So, you know, of course, it's a government contract. DoorDash is getting paid by the government to make these free deliveries. Of course, uh, the DoorDash drivers are the people really making these free deliveries. So on, on one side of the coin, DoorDash is getting this pressure from the government to uh, do all these different things. Uh, and if you really think about it, it's kind of coming from the state governments, not the federal government, somewhat from the Biden administration, but uh, very much it's all a lot of separate things by state governments. But DoorDash is also with this deal now delivering through Walgreens and uh, through the government for these underserved communities are getting some government money. Um, and the, you know, Walgreens, I'm sure, is getting a piece of that pie as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's, it's interesting because, you know, that's when we guys really start being careful is when DoorDash starts to get in bed with the federal government. And, um, yeah. and on the other <clears> side <throat> of the coin, you know, as a driver, you know that that free delivery from Walgreens for that one item, probably not going to have a tip either. So from the patient that actually needs that medication, there's probably going to be a wait for them too. So that's it's it's. A lot of things that aren't just, I don't think, really beneficial to the customer that much at the end of the day. Yeah. Or the and, driver. And yeah, I mean, just just speaking like while we're while we're talking about this too, like here, I don't know if we've even gone through this, but I will since since we uh, um, have a minute here to. This is the this is how they're gonna this is the new six factor accountability standard. Um, to make sure that you are an independent contractor. So it's like the federal version of the ABC test that's in Biden's rule. Um, So what they're going to take into effect is uh, the nature of and degree of control over the work, the worker's opportunity for profit or loss, investments by employer and the worker, investments, the amount of skill required to do the work, the permanency of the of the work, and how essential the work is to the business's success. Most important. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just sounds right right there. It even sounds like worse than the ABC test. It sounds like there's not a chance you're passing that thing. But the one thing I read about, I think I read on that is that it's not weighted any certain way. They no, can make they even, one factor all, or they can make it nothing. And they then if they you can look add at, a they can add a new category to factor in. Even they've said. Well, the, the one thing, if you look at this, how this applies to gig work, the last factor I think you said is how much does that business rely on independent contractors? Gig yeah. apps pretty much one hundred percent rely on independent contractors. So, yeah, uh, they can make that swing however they want it. Yeah, I was just looking through and it's like, and then it even, it has the, it actually has the wording that says, and this one's on uh, um, Lexology, and it says additional factors may also be considered if they indicate whether the workers, workers are in business for themselves. So they can also like go above and beyond and say, you know what, we're going to add this into yours to see, or they can change it around how they're going to determine each person. To me, this is like logistical garbage. Like nobody's gonna do that. Here's the here's the six things, but we we might step outside of that when determining. Mm-hmm. That just that just sounds to me like we don't understand how many carve outs we're gonna need to do first. I don't know. I feel like just reading that, I just lost like ten IQ points. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's 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 bad. I mean, what they're asking for is bad. It's bad all the way around, but. Um, Hopefully, you know, we'll see. And make sure everybody, oh, next week, before we even start signing out of this, I want to tell you guys, I do have um, Kim Cavan coming on. I've had her on before, but it's going to be six days before the midterm. 
And if you guys haven't seen Kim on on the on a live stream before, join us because she ask anything you want. This lady knows everything about this stuff, and she, she knows everything about most states. And she's in she's also named Kim, and she's in Kim's state, so she knows about New Jersey real well. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but she also knows about federal, and she's going to be sitting down with us because I really wanted some of her time before the election. So if you guys are a little bit wondering like what's going on, she'll be able to really, really break this down. So I'm trying to put it to the side till then. But nice. uh, congratulations, Tommy. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. As always, uh, you can reach out to me at steve at rideshare.rodeo.com. And, uh, of course, I want to thank uh, Dash Theory TV, Hannibal's Hungry, Kim's Side Money Plans, and even Gary, who wasn't here, but he was here in spirit. He was here in giveaway. <laughs> but uh, I think someone said in the comments he was watching a movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's it, guys. Uh, come back next week because I had a bunch of stuff that we didn't even get to. This was all a DoorDash week. And it just it just never seems to stop. It's uh, yeah. it seems like we could have just picked on any one company today. It could have been Uber easy. Could have been it even could have been Instacart because there was a Next whole week. thing about their IPO delay. So we never pick on Instacart. <laughs> that could have been a whole episode. But I really did want to hammer that in tonight, but just, <laughs> there wasn't. <good. laughs> but thank you guys for joining us, and we'll see you back here next week. Peace. Mm-hmm.